Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Are you ready for some preseason football? <laughs> all right, we are back, and for good news, everyone, good we're news. all here. Hooray! Chris is here to lead the way so that we don't get sidetracked on dumb tangents. Fact. True fact is a fact. <laughs> and this is going to be a very uh, talkative show because we've got a lot. Of, I don't think we should call them quick outs this week. We should call it a, uh, I don't know, a long route, uh, a deep route. Deep routes. Hot let's routes. go deep routes. Deep routes. Deep routes. <laughs> All right. Let's, so let's start with some deep routes. Da-na-na. Da-na-na. We actually have breaking news. Breaking news. Um, just came across my phone. Uh, Vikings Inc. Uh, star cornerback Xavier Rhodes to a five-year, $70 million extension. Oh, you read that verbatim. I did read that verbatim. <laughs> Inks. <laughs> Well, it came across my phone. I don't know. And to put that in perspective, he's getting about the same as Patrick Peterson and Josh Norman. About fourteen, fifteen a year. Um, I would argue that he he deserves it. I mean, I'm not I'm not a big Vikings fan, but he is great in coverage. Uh, we were talking about this early before the podcast. If he is able to pick the ball off a little bit more, he is. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's great money mm-hmm. for him. I mean, that's that's great value. Well, and, and, and Norman nowadays. doesn't deserve it. When, when you in the NFL nowadays, like when when you have a top player, you got whether or not he's the number one in in the league, you got to lock him down. It, a, a good player is just hard to come by. Right, and with the youth of the Vikings defense, like they need these like cornerstones. Like they locked down Harrison Smith. I think it was last year. Yep. Um, if they could put anybody around Smith and Rhodes, that that's man, that Chip is off devastating. Sandejo. Oh, do not like <laughs> Sandejo. Oh, Sandejo man. is not great. Ship him and, off. You know, they don't have a number two, and, and Terrence Newman is number three is great. They just don't have a number two guy or uh, other safety. We'll see how Trey Waynes, though, progresses in his third year. Yeah. He is fast, but I he hope. cannot cover anyone. No, I he mean, cannot. He, he made a couple big plays last year, but, I mean, we, he's got to stop doing the pass interferences. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, my God. You remember, you oh. remember when the Vikings selected Trey Waynes over Marcus Peters? How yes. did, that work? How did yeah. that work out? Oh, yeah. Although, in, in the Vikings' defense, though, that – Peters had a lot of off the field questions. I mean, he had he had problems at Washington off the yin yang. Well, that's why he fell, right? Yeah, yeah I was o- I was hoping he'd fall farther because I wanted him to go to the Patriots. <laughs> what? 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 What a coup! What I a think coup. we should just start saying with every podcast, Shane wants everybody to go to New England, and that way we don't hey, have to mention it. During I'm not gonna lie, Chris throw also me, wants throw me to in that list, man. Free agent wide receivers, set up in New England, dude. <laughs> every time there's a there's a New veteran uh, free agent, Chris is like, I hope New England, New England signs him. <laughs> yeah. Get that guy a ring. Because most likely they are going to sign them. Yeah, that's true. I like seeing uh, for good money for doing well. <laughs> and we're really great at hiding our team bias. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so going with the uh, deep routes, uh, quick outs. Although real quick, if we're talking New England, I'm just going to mention that uh, one great New Englander has retired, Rob Dinkovich. Oh, yeah. He was a defensive end and linebacker for years, won two rings. He was a... Role player, never really a Pro Bowl guy, but but great player. Also Andrew Hawkins, but he was more of a Bengal. I was about oh, damn, I was about to say, and one not so great Patriot retired. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Hawkins. Um, so starting things off, the PUP's got announced. Training camp started this past week. Um, PUP's got announced. We're not going to go through all of them, but we're going to touch on some of the bigger ones that could affect the regular season. Also, with PUP's, it's not doesn't mean anything right now. Anybody could be 
thrown on the PUP. It's really a way for the teams to get an extra roster spot during the training camp uh, time. Uh, it doesn't mean anything until about midway through the preseason that, that you actually notice names that might end up on the PUP during the regular season. Mm-hmm. So some of the bigger names, Andrew Luck. Um, this one could very easily reach into the regular season, considering he's not throwing yet. And he also said he will not commit to being ready for week one. So, I mean, that's I mean that's a huge blow to the Indianapolis Colts and anyone who may have him in a dynasty league. Um, uh, hopefully you have, like, a Kirk Cousins with him so that you have somebody else to start. <laughs> oddly specific. <laughs> that, was, that was very oddly specific, Shane. Odd player to pick. Well, weird. Um, moving down the list, we've also got Teddy Bridgewater, which isn't really shocking, but to even see him doing dropbacks is kind of miraculous considering the injury he had last year, where he his lower half of his leg disconnected from the rest of his leg. They were, I think they said they were literally minutes away from him losing the leg. Oh, yeah, yeah. getting it amputated, yep. So, someone on the sidelines was reported as saying, get this boy some milk. Nothing, really. Boo. <laughs> Come on. Uh, with that said, though, he's also he's also done some dropbacks without a brace on. Even right, oh, I really? mean, yeah, he he was. I mean, he he's still putting it on for some of the, the some of the practicing that he's doing, but he has taken the brace off for some dropbacks. So mm-hmm. that's really good news, and uh, I really hope that he comes back and takes over the starting job eventually for the for the Vikings. I think they'll sign him again next year to a small deal, and it's he'll it, take over. It's legitimately possible that if Sam Bradford goes down with an injury like mid to late season this year that Teddy Bridgewater will see the field. Yeah, yeah, and the reason that he was put on the pup list is just because he failed his physical for the, to return. That was really it. It wasn't like a, we think this is going to be you know super long going continuing. It was because he just failed the physical. Yeah, a, a lot of people are saying that he's probably looking like he's going to be about week five. Um, so before the, the six-week PUP list, uh, you know, you have to switch him to the IR, IR kind of period, uh, which is, which is I, I, I can't uh, stress enough how good of news this is for somebody that, you know, he's a great character guy, he's, he's a great player, and I hope that he comes back strong. Um, real quick, I may have gotten new information on the Xavier Rhodes deal. It's actually a six-year, $78.1 million contract extension with $41 million guaranteed. Oh, it makes him the third-highest-paid cornerback behind Tremaine Johnson and Josh Norman. Tremaine Johnson. I keep forgetting that he got a big, de- uh, big deal. He did not. I thought he just got the franchise tag again. Was it just the yeah, franchise tag? Yeah, it was just the okay. franchise tag. He's playing on the tag. So that's why he's, he's on that list. Yeah. Right. So... Um, that's some new information there. So going back to the pups, uh, Jordan Reed is also on there, which yeah. surprise, surprise, yeah. not surprising. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those are kind of the bigger offensive names on there. Unless you guys remember any others that we offensively. No, no. All right. So moving down the list here, we've got the chargers are officially shutting down Mike Williams for all of training. Oh, there's camp. a big offensive man on the PUP. Oh, Mike, <laughs> Mike Williams. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Um, He's been having back issues all off season. It, uh, it's not really surprised that he's missing training camp. I heard something where he got a shot in the back instead of opting for surgery, and it supposedly helped him like tenfold. I, I want to say it was like an epidural. Sure. I think yeah. that he got. Yeah, I mean, that would sound right. The, the, those are going to make you feel like they're helping tenfold. All <laughs> they do is is make you feel great. Um, but yeah. With that said, they're 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 optimistic that he's optimistic that he's not going to miss any time. Yeah. While the Chargers are slightly less optimistic and a little bit worried that he's still going to need that surgery. Mm-hmm. All right, moving down, uh, Kenneth Dixon, uh, running back for the 
Baltimore Ravens is out for the season with an ACL injury. This bumps up everyone else in that backfield. Especially Terrence Woodhead. West, Terrence, West. Woodhead. Terrence West, yeah. Woodhead, even Javorius Buck Allen. Who's still on the team. Javorius. <laughs> Javorius. 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 <laughs> oh, God. Mm. Uh, I won't give in. I won't give in. Until you're Javorius? Until I'm Javorius. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buck me. All right. Duke Johnson is the leading candidate. To be the number three receiver in Cleveland, that is if you, this boosts his value in every type of league that you're in, yep. hardcore. This because boosts, oh, go go for it. He is not only going to be in the slot though; they'll still put him in the backfield on some yeah. passing downs. He's gonna this. He's he's going from being a 50-60 catch uh, running back to suddenly being an eighty-ninety catch running back slash wide receiver. I mean, this is if you're in PPR. Grab him. What, would it surprise you if he leads the team in receptions? It wouldn't no. surprise me. No, no not even a little bit. It would surprise me given the fact that they have Kenny Britt and Corey Coleman. Who? Yeah. It, it, it would surprise Who? me if he got 80 catches. I, I will say it right now. It, it would surprise me oh, if he really? got 80. So I, he got would, 80 catches, I would be not like, oh, be shocked wow. to see him as the best receiver on that team. Because Kenny Britt, yeah, he had that big year with the Rams. But like I said, like I've said in previous podcasts, if you're on a bad team, there is going to be that big receiver that busts out. Mm. I mean, Pryor did it. Britt's done it. I mean, Tavon Austin got a big deal for no reason. But as you said also, he's going from one bad team to another, so there's no reason he couldn't have another no, good No, exactly. I, I mean, team. he could definitely be that guy, but with it, it just depends on how they run the offense and who's playing quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, what Shane's saying is one player will break out. Yes. Whether or not that's, <laughs> his name is Kenny Britt is... Up we, in the air. Uh, you could flip a coin. It's very possible yeah. that one player is Duke Johnson Jr. And with what he's done in the past, he has shown that he could. Oh, yeah. He has shown he could be a great receiver. Another person that that helps out a lot is Isaiah Crowell. Oh, yeah. He crows oh, so yeah. well. Because there's now less of an opportunity for uh, Duke Johnson to be taking snaps away from him mm-hmm. in the backfield. Yep. So take and that. And that crow is part of the night watch. Uh, it is part of the night's watch. It's Sunday. <laughs> Winter is here. <laughs> so is Rick and Morty. Sorry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right. I'm so excited for Rick and Morty. Um, Jordan Matthews may lose his starting job. Yeah, they're they're reporting that Nelson Aguilar has the inside track for the slot receiver since Matthews is uh, injured right now, and since he's not practicing, it's it's Peterson. It's a fairly new offense. Um, I still don't believe it. I, I I still think Jordan Matthews in the slot is going to be better than Nelson Aguilar. I I completely agree. Where... I, I I love the way that Matthews plays when he's. When he has a number one receiver. Yeah. I I think he's really good. Hmm. Um, Speaking of losing their job, Carlos Hyde possibly could be on the bubble to make the 49ers roster. Um, If reports out of San Francisco and Santa Clara are supposed to be believed or or to be believed. Apparently the team just hasn't been happy with him at all. Even even the new coaching coaching staff hasn't been happy with him. So I would definitely say if you're in a redraft league or especially a dynasty league and you see Joe Williams available, you snatch him. You pick him up. And and it really doesn't surprise me, especially looking at uh, Kyle Shanahan's history with running backs. Mm. Carlos Hyde isn't his style. No. I mean, Joe Williams has that style a little bit more than Hyde does. Mm. Joe Williams is very much like kind of like that Tevin Coleman. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. And Carlos Hyde is more of that bruiser. So I like to one see cut Carlos bruiser. Hyde get cut and go to a team, a different team where he could actually hopefully play sixteen. Because I still think he's a good running back. He Man, never sees the field. If he can join that backfield of all the other backs with the same skill set as him, <laughs> with the New England uh, Patriots, that'd right be pretty good. Chris said that I was like, damn it. There we go. <laughs> I like to see him go to Green Bay. 
Actually, he would yeah, fit in great in Green Bay. I think he would yeah. fit in great with Green Bay. <laughs> you, you stop that. As a the Lions said, you stop would, that. I think the Lions would also be a great, yeah. great opportunity for him because they, they want that guy that can pound the rock, but they also want to have the shifty guys yeah. like Theo Riddick and Amir Abdul. Seattle, I think, could use him well. The Green well, Bay, Green Bay would look Eddie at him, Lacey though. Once he eats himself out of his contract, yeah. then I think he'd be great in Seattle. I was about yeah. to say, uh, Green Bay would look at him and go, mm, we want a skinnier Eddie Lacy who's injured more. Let's go Carlos Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since we're on the topic of losing jobs, uh, Doug Martin is not guaranteed his job when he comes back week four. Um, apparently, Jeremy McNichols has been taking first-team snaps with the uh, passing, yep. like, on passing drills. Uh, that, I mean, that's just that's more so taking snaps away from Charles Sims uh, than it is Doug Martin. Hmm. Uh, but it's, it's a good step for McNichols' owners, if you've drafted him. Uh, let's say somebody in this room might have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's he's one step closer to the edge, um, and I'm thinking uh, oh, he's on. about to break. Um, Maybe some out. Speed? He could very possibly for... about to break Game out. Um, he <laughs> uh, taking over the passing downs though uh, with with Martin out and having that starting slot open. It helps out Jacquees Rogers and McNichols owners. Uh, Rogers uh, stock moves up in in drafts. Uh, and also McNichols because you've got two guys that could easily have that position later on. So they ramble enough. Yeah. And, and right. running back, I, I think in fan, in <laughs> fantasy and in the NFL, running back is one of the few positions where it doesn't really matter. If it you're doesn't matter if you're a first round guy or a fifth round guy. If you're in the right system and you do well enough, you will start. That's why it's so weird now when when people are drafting running backs in the top ten in the NFL draft, not the not rookie yeah. drafts, uh, because you get that value late. You see so many uh, players that are third, fourth, fifth round picks that are starters. I mean, hundred percent starters. So, uh, Martavius Bryant has apparently not been fully reinstated. It was a conditional reinstatement. Yep, it, it was noted as a conditional reinstatement when he first got reinstated. It was never a full reinstatement. There were classes he had to go through, courses he had to take, you know, drug tests. I think he's taking like every other week, if not every week, he's taking drug tests right now, um, which is good because for a guy who's had a substance abuse problem and has spent, you know, half of the first three years of his career off the field, over half, then... It makes sense to have a guy go into a program like that. Mm -hmm. So the Steelers hoping for no bad juju there. No bad juju. <laughs> no bad juju. Well, they're gonna get bad juju whether they want it or not. I I, I like juju. I I, mean, I don't. <laughs> I, I think I was I'm in the minority. Uh, but he is another USC bust wide receiver. Hey, he had a good year last year. A lot of rankings it took had him, him going. Three years to do it. A lot of rank rankings had him going early second. Some, some even the first, so you're, you're not the only one. I, I just don't like him personally. Yeah, yeah. I would say first round is a little. little I think I think he would have been more. He would have been a better grab in in fantasy leagues if he went to a different team. Hmm. I mean, Steelers are nice, but Roethlisberger for one more year and being the fourth receiver in his last year is not going to be a great place for you. Mm -hmm. Right. All right, moving right along, we've got uh, some holdouts. Fancy free. We've got a couple of holdouts here. Uh, we've got Le'Veon Bell not in camp. Uh, Dwayne Brown, Donald Penn, and Aaron Donald are all holding out for larger contracts, which, yeah, they, they kind of deserve it. <laughs> which Shane said earlier, and we, we mentioned this too before the podcast, is Aaron Donald has reported that he's holding out for Sue money, and I think at least two of us in this room will agree that Aaron Donald is a better player than Sue ever was. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. Less mm-hmm. dirty. Less dirty. He's not stomping his on yep. many hands. And He's not kicking people in the helmet and yeah. stomping on their knees. Yep. Also, uh, da-da-da, da-da-da, Xavier Rhodes has now tweeted out, the bank account done caught the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and then four pictures of money bags. Yep. Good for him. I'm really happy we... I'm happy we're investing in our players. I'm happy we're investing in a secondary. Which yep. is funny because do you guys remember who the Vikings gave up to get Xavier Rhodes? No. No. Percy Harvin. Oh, that that's fine. Right. That, that pick was, was Seattle. That was Seattle pick. That was the Seattle oh, yeah. pick that they got Xavier Rhodes from. That's hilarious. Was that Seattle? Yep. Oh, that's right, because that's the same draft that they traded into the Patriots. The later one was Cordell yep. Patterson. Because yeah. they had three they had three picks in three out of like five picks in the twenties. And the one Vikings, of them turned out well, so because with the yeah. Vikings pick they picked Shree Floyd, who yep. may never play again. Yep. Um which Just is bad. That's that sucks. Yeah, that that sucks. you can't really call him a bust. I mean, that's medical. That's, well, it, it's still a bust. It's but, still a bust, but it's hard. You, you can't. It's not performance based. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Moving. However, right. Patterson was performance based. Bust. <laughs> yeah. Fact. Move on. Mo- moving right along. Uh, Devontae Booker is out six to eight weeks with a wrist injury, which means who's the front runner in Denver? Uh, CJ Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Anderson. We'll see. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> I, I saw reports that Jamal Charles may not even make the team. That sounds about right. I, I, I think that I think that Jamal Charles makes the team, and I think that he could end up doing pretty well. Um, I hope. Yeah, I know you do. You <laughs> traded, <laughs> traded so many first-round picks for that, that running back. In years past, in years past, when he was relevant. But there's better exciting news is that next year, Carl will be able to trade another first-round pick for another Kansas City running back. More on that later. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that. And more injury news, Joe Flacco was out three to six weeks with a back injury. The Ravens are saying it might not be that long, but, you know. Ravens are really downplaying the injury, uh, which makes me think it's worse than you think. <laughs> right. Fair. Um, they were looking at quarterbacks to bring in. Uh, and Especially the- after Ryan Mallett. Did you hear how oh, yeah. terrible he was in, in practice? No. He, he threw went, five went picks field, in a though. row. He threw five picks in a row and almost threw two more. Um, in this in one practice, was he cut like right immediately after? No, or? but they signed an arena football quarterback. Yeah. So, well, but, and I think yeah. he caused like a scene and like went off on the field. And yeah, it was just yeah. After good. he yeah after he threw his fifth pick, he just took his towel off of his waist and just threw it in the air like I give up, I'm out. So uh, they they might need a backup quarterback, maybe a guy that likes to take a knee and not <laughs> name Tebow. Ooh. He's talking about Colin Kaepernick, folks. And I think it's a great fit. I do. Actually. I think it's I possible. I think their biggest worry is that they sign Kaepernick and he plays outplays Flacco. And Ooh, they suddenly paid a you, lot of money. Yeah, they've given Flacco a lot of money. So they're more so protecting their investment rather than making the right choice for their football team if they don't sign him, in my opinion. I don't think Kaepernick should be a Harbaugh quarterback brother. in the NFL. <laughs> That's I think Kaepernick's too. a better quarterback than most of the backup quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't think he should be a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. All right, so next up, Cardale Jones was traded to the Chargers for a conditional pick from the Buffalo Bills. Um, could Cardale Jones be the future guy in San Diego or nope. Los Angeles? You don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, I it's, it's so Diego, up in so, the air right yeah. now. No, no. It, I, I would. I would think he would be the future if he was a better quarterback. Seventeen years ago, people didn't think Brady would be the future of New England. You, you, yeah. you know, you're you're not wrong there, but <laughs> I mean, the Patriots didn't trade Brady for a conditional round pick. So, yeah. all right, so going kind of rapid fire with these last few, just so we can get on with our actual topic for the week. Uh, the Ravens signed Larry Donald because they have a bunch of injury issues. Yeah, with Crockett Gilmore just injured his knee, so Dennis Pitt is gone. Um, and then Shane Ray is out six to eight weeks, which affects the Detroit 
Nope, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> uh, the Denver Broncos defense. I did that all the time before before we even started the podcast. Ah, um, John Gruden officially says that he's open to return to coaching, which doesn't shock anyone really. Yeah, I um, don't think he should though. He got interviewed a few times, oh, or he got approached Agreed. a few times last off season, but there weren't any good positions for him. Um, and then another coaching news: Michael Vick is interning with the Kansas City Chiefs as a uh, coach. As Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Interning. Maybe he can teach someone to throw an accurate ball since he can't do it himself. Those who can't. Those who can't. Those who can't do. Those who can't teach. (laughs) And that is all for the quick outs. So what you're saying is it's time to... Do it. Pop the tab. Perfect. Nailed it. Uh, (laughs) On our main topic. Nice. Uh, So last weekend... The four of us in our Dynasty Football League, known as... The Dynasty Football Federation. Oh, yeah! Brother. Uh, <laughs> we had our rookie draft. Uh, so this is going to be the, the, as we said earlier, this is our, I don't know if we said it earlier on the podcast, this is going to be our last real big uh, Dynasty discussion uh, before we switch into uh, more of the redraft leagues because it's getting to redraft season. Actually, when this podcast comes out, it will be the fir- it will be the Hall of Fame game, uh, which is super exciting. Yes, hopefully it doesn't get canceled. It'll be year. super boring, but it's super exciting. Oh yeah, we'll see a fake punt. And You'll be, watch it. You know cute. you're going to. It'll be cute. <laughs> There'll be some fun fifth stringers out there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about how the draft went. We're gonna kind of discuss. Uh, there was a lot of trades this year in our in our league. Uh, a lot of trades. Uh, there was there was two trades before the draft even started involving uh, early first round picks and one of the people on this podcast. Yep. And there we're also going to discuss kind of our you know guys that we thought were reaches, guys that we thought were fell to great positions. Um, maybe people that we drafted that we really didn't want to draft, but at the posi- at the spot they were in, it was just it, you, you had to. <laughs> You had to, Chris. You had yeah. to, Chris. You, you just you to. could not. And I not. did. And I did. Uh, so uh, with that said, we're going to start with some trades. Uh, so how did our draft start out? So the draft started out with an uh, interesting trade. Um, so Matt and the, one of our members traded the 1-3, so the first round uh, pick number three, to Zach for his 1-9 and Keenan Allen. Yep. So... Uh, and this ended up being a three-team trade. It, it did wind up being uh, a three-team yep, trade. Yep. Eventually, yes. Because the gentleman who had the first overall pick, Sam, ended up trading his one, the fir- his first-round pick and his fourth-round pick, so 1-1 one, one and 4-1, to Zach for the 1-3, the 5-9, and Derrick Henry. So how did it feel losing both Keenan Allen and Derrick Henry? In, a, in essence, it was tough, but the way that I the way that I came about it, and the reason why I was willing to take even the first trade offer was for Keenan Allen. That was that was honestly just to get some sort of value in case something happens to Keenan Allen. I still love the guy as a receiver. I still definitely would like to have him on my team, but at the same time, I am in a position where I can compete with Shane because I was in the finals last year. Oh me, yeah. Um, and my whole mindset was I did I got to that point without Keenan Allen. For two straight seasons, I feel like I can move up to get someone better, and that's why I moved up to the one three was to take that value of okay, I can I can make get a guy here that I can compete with this year, and then <laughs> I got approached for the one three, 
And as tough as it was to get rid of Derrick Henry, because I still love Derrick Henry, again, my mindset is I want to win this year, which is why I was willing to trade him, because I just don't think that Henry has a lot of value this year, whereas the guy that I took 1-1 could be rookie of the year. I like this trade for all three parties, to be honest. Yeah. It, it helps Matt. Matt is pretty much in a big rebuild. As you can tell, he has the 103. Getting a young receiver and still a first-round pick helps him out. Sam, drop back two spots. The top three running backs, to me, are you can just toss them in the air and pick whoever you want, and that's just fine. And he got depth at every And he got back. depth. And Zach getting another young, talented running back at the 101. Hey, that's good for everybody, to be honest. So uh, to put this into a little perspective, too, just to put names to these pick numbers, uh, essentially what Zach did is he traded Keenan Allen, Derrick Henry, uh, Samarje Pirine, and Mac Hollins for Leonard Fournette and Jake Butt. To put to put names to the yeah. picks, no, I, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, I yeah. mean, we, we when uh, you say it like that, it sounds extremely lopsided. Well, you, you got to remember, Leonard Fournette holds a lot of weight. Yes, right. the one on one every single year holds a lot of it, weight. If let's let's look at it this way: last year, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who was the one number one overall, was the number two overall fantasy running back, or number two overall fantasy player. Was he number two or was it was he number three? He would have been three because he was, he was definitely three. behind Bell and Johnson. Uh, so he was number three. So let's just say, I mean, let's not say that he's uh, Ezekiel Elliott because that's that's putting a lot of weight on on yeah. Fournette, but. Let's let's say he's a he's a top five or a top ten even uh, fantasy player or fantasy running back yep. in the league. You traded a guy that has uh, massive injuries, a running back who is in a uh, system right now where he might not be in the ball that much, mm-hmm. a uh, a running back who is a fullback, and whoever Mac Hollins is. <laughs> uh, so spoiler alert, uh, Zach picks Leonard Fournette with a first overall pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it, it's it's a solid trade. I, it, yeah. it sounds like you gave up a lot, but really, it, it's, it's a really even trade, and I think it works out for you. It gives you yeah. a, a, mm-hmm. a solid starter on your team. Mm-hmm. So, Much to my chagrin. So, so, as we mentioned, Zach took with the 1-1 Leonard Fournette. Um, the top five kind of went as... Predicted. As predicted. The top six, even. Because it went Leonard Fournette... I would um, say there's a little bit of a surprise there. I expected Corey Davis to go in the top three, and he he did not. It's true. I think these guys needed uh, running back help. Yeah. 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 Everyone, really, in our league besides Shane needed running back help. That's true. Uh, the one two went to uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Who what? I think, uh, and sorry, Zach, no, I think fine. Christian McCaffrey is, to me, he would be my, my number one overall. And again, for me, it was because of this year, because I wanted to try to go for it this year, where yep, I don't think McCaffrey has the same ceiling in year one that Fournette does. And and Fournette doesn't have the, I mean, yes, Yeldon's there, but he really doesn't have the competition yeah, at right. running back that McCaffrey has. Right. Uh, Which, one, do you guys want to trade for Jonathan Stewart? No, <laughs> no, you traded him. Yes. We'll get to that. 1-3 uh, went to uh, Joe Mixon. And then we come up to Chris, who was sitting at 1-4, and unfortunately, all of you guys that you wanted... Those are... To be honest, I, I was really hoping Joe Mixon was going to fall to me. Uh, it broke Chris's heart. He was my number two running back. And if it wasn't for the red flags, he'd probably be my number one. Uh, but I, I took Corey Davis, which at the 104, I think is phenomenal. That's huge value. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It was very he, big value. He's supposed to be... He's a talented, young receiver, and... I mean, I think everybody would be happy with Corey Davis at the 104. Oh, absolutely. Um, one, uh, one five went to Delvin Cook. 
And this ended up being traded later. a trade as well later yeah. on in the draft. Yes, uh, it did. I think and he took him because he, in his rankings, he was just the best player available. Yep. Yeah. This, this trade uh, for Dalvin Cook, which was... Well, uh, do we have it written what, down? Do, uh, we can get to it later yeah, when we we'll get, get to the actual picks. Yeah, so, so we'll do six. the trades as they come with the picks. Okay. Yep. Um, so we'll get we'll touch more on Delvin Cook a little bit later. Uh, one six went to uh, OJ Howard. One seven was John Ross, and then one eight. That's me again. Also, Chris. I traded with Carl last year actually to get back into. Well, I guess not get back into. I gave up Spencer Ware mid mid last year for Carl's first round pick this year because I was making a run at the championship and I had lost Jamal Charles. Yep, and so I needed a starting running back, and Chris was more than happy to oblige. Which mm-hmm. I still got third, and luckily yeah. he had a Kansas City running back. <laughs> he had a Kansas City running back. <laughs> so at that at that time, now it doesn't look so great, but at that time it was a pretty good trade. Mm. Um, I picked up Mike Williams. I, I, I'm super happy that the worries came out like that week before mm-hmm. and he, i mean he felt to late first round he i was, honestly was hoping he'd, he'd fall even further i was expecting him to uh this is a, this is a great grab especially since you don't necessarily need him this year especially mm-hmm. with getting Corey davis so even if he's injured you've got a solid guy a solid i mean depending on what happens to Keenan allen number one number two guy mm-hmm. next year absolutely i mean if everything goes according to plan you have the next julio aj green but you have yeah. the combo on your team. And, and I actually have Julio. <laughs> <laughs> Fun yeah. fact. Yeah, so my, my receiver core, I mean, Sammy Watkins, Julio, Demarius Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and now these two guys. I am personally think I'm set at receiver for the next five years. Other than Sammy Watkins, I love all those players. <laughs> <laughs> so does the Bills. <laughs> True. Accurate. Um, do we want to touch? Are we good to move on to 1-9? Yep. yep. Uh, one nine, which uh, Zach had traded earlier. Uh, first fullback taken. First fullback taken. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, which <laughs> I, hate you I, all. I did a mock draft of our draft. I only made it through the first two rounds because I was trying to figure out who might land to me at two eight because that's my first pick. Um, and I legitimately had Samaj P. Ryan at one nine going to Zach, not realizing he was going to trade, but. Um, I was pretty proud of that fact that I got that right. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Which, <laughs> Shane be... predicted that like two months ago, I know. right? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> to be honest, had he been, had I been there, I probably would have taken him one nine. Yeah, I, I probably would have taken him because I, I do, I, I don't think he's a fullback. I love the talent, <laughs> and I think he could be the. I think he will out outplay Fat Rob. Mm. And see, I would have taken the guy that went one ten to uh, Shane. Senor King. I got. Well, of course, uh, you would have taken him, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So Zach. I got the Kansas City running back in the first round, uh, Kareem Hunt, which I was very happy with because, to be honest with you, he's number three on my board for running backs. Okay, I've got wow. him above Joe Mixon, and it has a lot to do with the fact that I need help now at running back and not so much later, and I don't think Joe Mixon is a, is a factor this year. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think Mixon could very well be a better talent later on, but I think Kareem Hunt is a better grab right away. Uh, so I had him ranked number three. I had him above Mixon. I had him over, above P. Ryan. Uh, to be honest with you, I had him above uh, um, Cook, uh, Howard. I mean, I had him ranked pretty high on my board, and the fact that he fell to me here, I, I thought was a complete coup. I didn't expect him to fall. I was prepared to trade this pick if uh, if Hunt, Howard, or uh, P. Ryan weren't there for me. Funny enough, like I was going to look to grab him if Mike Williams wasn't there, so I was going to give Carl the backup <laughs> Kansas City running back to draft this year's 
hopefully potential starter. Speaking of Shane, <laughs> but, we'll talk later about a first round pick trade. Yeah, Shane. Now you can trade that pick later on this coming season for another first round pick next year. Oh, that's true. It's always available if you have a Kansas City running back. <laughs> so looking at the first round, there weren't any huge shocks. I mean, having both Corey Davis and Mike Williams fall to you, Chris, um, in both spots was kind of shocking. Um, I guess I didn't really expect Joe, uh, John Ross to get picked above Mike Williams. I that expected, was a surprise. I expected two tight ends in the first round, which mm-hmm. did not happen, but I mean, it happens fairly quickly in the second, but uh, yeah. I expected two tight ends. Um, I would say that the only guy that went in the first round that I thought might have fallen to the second round was was P, P Ryan or Rouse. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two two names that could have fallen. But I mean, I I really have I have no qualms with the first round. I think that this went pretty much as planned. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when I it th- comes to the names taken, maybe not the order, but the names taken for sure. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on to the second round, the first pick of the second round went to Evan Ingram, uh, tight end from the New York Giants. And which... that's going to Sam, who originally had the 101 and traded back to 103 to pick up Joe Mixon. Yes. Um, so... Solid grab. I mean, he's instantly the starter with the Giants. Uh, Getting a starting tight end in the second round is is a really good grab. And he's probably the other tight end that you were thinking about. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He he was number two on my board. Um, Luckily, there's a there's a third that is in the top three that might have. We'll we'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get there. So at two two, I this was the biggest surprise of the draft. I think this is this is the biggest reach. I think I have a. I think I know why though. Um. So. A friend of mine, Kyle, joined our uh, Dynasty League this year. Taking over an orphan team. Taking over an orphan team. Um, And he drafted Deshaun Watson 2-2. And for... Great player. Good good guy. I thought he'd go in the third round. I think think he's got a lot of ceiling. I think he probably could have gotten him in the third round. Um, And I think it's because Kyle is new to the league that he doesn't see where we value quarterbacks. Yes. And I, and I think that's the reason why he grabbed him at the two hundred two. Because him and I were spoke later about it, and he goes, "Did I?" He's like, "Did I? I, I reached pretty hard for Deshaun Watson, didn't I?" And I was like, "Yeah, a little bit, just based on you know everyone else. You could have probably waited." He was in the process. He was also trying to trade Aaron Rodgers for more draft capital because he does have a lot of holes on his team, and so he's trying to he's trade. in full rebuild. Yeah, he's yeah. he's taken over a team that wasn't run well. No. Right. So I think the, the biggest assets he has are Aaron Rodgers. He's got Will Fuller, which is fine. It's um, fine. He's fine. It's it, he's he's more important if Hopkins goes away, which right. is possible. Yeah. But, but I, I'm going to take the other side of that though a little bit because I definitely get what you're saying. But I'm going to say as well, if it turns out that Sean Watson is the guy for Houston, mm-hmm. and he winds up turning into a you know five year, ten year starter. Then the pick was worth it. Oh, oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not saying. I'm not saying just... that he's not worth this yeah, spot. No, no. I just think. Yeah. I just think in our league, and uh, really in a in a in a fantasy in a rookie draft, I, quarterbacks they're they're devalued. You don't you don't see a lot of value in quarterbacks, especially with Correct. with in, in one point PPRs. There's there's a lot of positions there. There's there's a lot of wide receivers, running backs, tight ends that can be drafted in the first two rounds. So most of the time, you don't see a quarterback going until round three. Um, Especially in a year where, like, you don't necessarily have a a first year starter or a breakout guy that you you know is going to be like the next the guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was probably the first real that was the first real surprise of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, uh, pick two three was Juju Smith. Juju, I thought um, it was Schuster Smith. 
It's one of the two. That, that's where he was supposed to. I, I think that, that, that's about where he's been going. Yeah, that's yeah, it, it makes early sense. second. It was mid second. Yeah, that, that's and uh, I think Matt is a Pittsburgh fan. Yeah, yeah, he's, so, he's a yeah. big Pittsburgh fan. So because when he was going up to make the pick, he goes, "Yeah, this is a little bit of a homer pick." Yeah, but no, that's about where people have Juju Smith going. I, I'm personally not a fan fan of him, but this is a player that if he went to a a better uh, fit for him in in an offense, I think that he might have been a first round pick over John Ross. Um, if those just, two swap places, actually, yeah, if yeah, not, if, yeah. If, if, if Juju went, uh, was in Cincy and and Ross was in was in Pittsburgh, they would literally swap places here, right? So, uh, the next pick uh, ended up actually being a trade. Yes. So I traded uh, my uh, two ten and Andy Dalton for two four and three four three four uh, with Chris with me. So at the two four, I was going to take the person uh, David Njoku, David Njoku, because I need help at tight end. Uh, it. I also need help at quarterback, so it was one of those, do I trade him for a quarterback and get somebody who's just serviceable, or do I go and I grab a tight end and you know hope that he can perform this year? And I think me and Shane both came out pretty well yeah. after this. A little background on this. I have uh, Kirk Cousins and uh, Andrew Luck on my team, so Dalton's a, really a third quarterback for me. I have Palmer and Tannehill. <laughs> so... And I have Rob Gronkowski and really no backup uh, option for Rob Gronkowski, which is a very bad thing to have. Yes, correct. Uh, so I really needed I really needed a starting tight end. I was hoping to get one of the three tight ends in this draft. Uh, I knew Howard wasn't going to fall to me at ten, and I didn't expect Hunt to fall to me at ten. So I was ex- I was going to take Ingram until Hunt was there. So I I really went full court blitz to try to trade for this this pick so I could get a tight end because I knew that Njoku wasn't going to get past either this or the next pick. Mm-hmm. And it really helped you because you got a uh, Chris, you got a quarterback. Yep, I got a quarterback that I can start for quite a while. And I mean, Dalton, he's a top ten fantasy quarterback a lot of years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's uh, maybe half the seasons he's been in the league, he's been a top ten starting quarterback. I mean, he gets a lot of he falls in a lot of redrafts, especially uh, leagues, and he's he's easily serviceable. I I am comfortable starting him every single week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. Pick two, moving on to the pick two five, uh, was Zay Jones. Great pick. Yeah. Great, that's gr- great value. Absolutely. Uh, He's a guy that could, I think should have gone ahead of, Juju, of Ju- ahead of Juju. Yeah, he was another guy that, in some boards, I saw sneaking into the first round, too. He's a, he's a better value right away than Juju Schuster's for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. Because mm-hmm. he's going into a place where they have no number one wide receiver. Well, Sorry, Sammy. It. We've talked about it before on the podcast where he, if Sammy Watkins doesn't get re-signed by Buffalo this off se- this coming offseason, Zay Jones could step right into that number one one role. And I don't think I don't think they sign Sammy Watkins. No, I mean, they I didn't pick so up the either. fifth year option. So I mean, next year Watkins will be in New England, and uh, Zay Jones will be the <laughs> <laughs> number one option for Buffalo. Which Watkins will not go to New England. No, he's not. No. But. And then uh, Chad actually had back-to-back picks. So he had the fifth and the sixth. And this is where this is a where trade comes in. Yes. So uh, Race ended up trading his 2-6 and Jordy Nelson uh, to Chad for Delvin Cook and the 4-5. Um, Race has a lot of uh, wide receiver capital. Yes. Um, he has Jordy Nelson, Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, DeAndre um, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. I thought um, you said capital. Kevin White. <laughs> 
Yeah, so far you've said two good wide receivers and one of them we traded. And the other one has no quarterback. He has Alshon Jeffrey, Marvin Jones still. Alshon Jeffrey's pretty great. Jordan Matthews is still Uh, in there. You're naming my team, actually. Oh, am I? Yeah. I was like, I have Alshon Jeffrey and Marvin Jones. I I was like, I traded Marvin Jones to you. Wait, what? what? I traded Matt Jones for Alshon Jeffrey. Still love that trade. Wrong team. Uh, (laughs) Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, Oh, that's right. That's That's the the team. That's the thing. Yep. Uh, Calvin Benjamin. Eric Decker. Who? Eric Decker. Uh, and He's to, to kind of great offensive lineman for Carolina. Kind of jump back to quick outs. Uh, they're talking about how. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin has actually dropped a lot of weight already this offseason. Well, and so. that he's, he's looking a lot moving. better in in, uh, in routes and everything. So, it. We'll see what happens in the next month. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how he looks in the first preseason game. Hmm. Um. So I. I. I think this was a a bit of a. Over, overvalue of Cook, in my opinion, um, but because oh. I, I just I, I like Jordy. I, I he's Aaron, if if he's getting the if he's on a team with Aaron Rodgers, he's the number one guy until he until one of them's done. And, but is and, he competing though? That's the big thing for me as far as the Jordy trade. Um, if he's competing for top, for the title, I would say one hundred percent. I don't think he should have traded Jordy. But if he is building towards the future, which I think he is yeah, with the it, young people that he has, then I, I honestly agree with the trade, and I think it's a fair trade. A little bit, but the bigger thing is he didn't have didn't have a lot of depth at running back, which I think was the bigger issue. Mm-hmm. He yeah. had more depth at wide receiver, and he was willing to get rid of one of those guys to get one of you know a top you know three or four running back, depending on who you are. Yeah. In there, this draft, there was six running backs in the first round, and only three of them are oh, only two of them really. Are most likely for sure starters, and that uh, week one, I should say, and that's probably Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette. I mean, Dalvin Cook because the other person there is injured, yep, um, and then Fournette because he's Fournette. I mean, the other guy is McCaffrey. He's got Jonathan Stewart, uh, who's available. Um, no, not anymore. Nope. Uh, Man, right? Joe Mixon, who's in a spot trade. where he's got a couple people ahead of him, and then Kareem Hunt and Samar J.P. Ryan, who has. Who who are very likely to start, but they still have some rough competition uh, in, in camp with them. Yet. Yeah, 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 it's not guaranteed what. So he he was going for the for sure uh, because he needed the running back help for sure. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, my only caveat with it is I think he could have gotten more with Jordy if he waits this so year too. and he waits, you know, maybe two weeks before the playoffs and he finds that one player that needs a receiver. Dude, that's a first and a second round pick oh, yeah. right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that's my only caveat, but I, I like the power move to get the player you want. So mm-hmm. I will always support that. I, I think that if he offered this deal to um, the guy that was number two overall for Christian, Christian McCaffrey, he might have been able to get it. I would, as number two, getting Christian McCaffrey, if I'm sitting there and someone offers me 2 6 and Jordy Nelson for Christian McCaffrey. I, I've got to think about that. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I think that's I think that's better value for him. But um, but I'm also really, really, really not high on Cook. Yeah. I, I don't like Cook. I don't think he's going to be a star in the league. Yep. And so, then moving on to the next yep. pick. Yep. So, in the next pick, uh, it, it's. Upset a lot of people because <laughs> we all wanted him. Well, Me in the particular. pick taken from this trade. Chris well, in so particular. The, so, initially it belonged to Scott, but. Zach and I kind of got into a uh, trade. Dis- we both got into a trade discussion with Scott. No, uh, no, yeah. This no, was- no, 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 no. Hey, Chris is talking about a different guy. He, he is thinking about a different guy, but this is. Pick oh, one seven. Okay. Pick one seven is where we're at. No, one six. 
One six two, is where oh, we're at. Six. I lied. Two I'm six. gonna back two six. That's, yeah. that's why I said. Yeah, we're, we're talking about yeah. the guy that was taken in this in this trade for uh, Jordy Nelson. That's right. Yeah, and Chad that Grab. is a guy that really upset Chris. Yeah, yes, Marlon Mack, <laughs> who I think is is I would I, I like him. I think he's an okay running back. He still has a lot to learn, but he, he's the next running back that I think is going to supplant Gore. I he's I gonna, don't think so, but. You know? But I, I like Mac. I think he's a good number two guy for for uh, Indy, and I think he's a great plug player if because uh, Gore's older and mm-hmm. if he gets injured. Yeah. Uh, so it's a great grab at this at this position. I think there's better backs on the board, especially um, with the next two that we're going to discuss. Mm-hmm. I think either of these next two uh, are better grabs than this one. But with that said, great grab. Good, yeah. good, good pick here. Good value. Sorry, Chris. Uh, he expected hit this to be at reach to two at two ten. It was. It might, <laughs> I'm just I I definitely didn't think he was going to. I thought he was going to go someone who were going to third round. I I thought you would get this pick at two ten. Hundred percent. I when you traded me uh, two four and said that you expected the guy to be there at two ten. This is the guy I thought you were thinking of. Yeah. And I I expected him to be there for you as well. And then Carl and I got into a little bit of a trade war. Yes. Uh, with our buddy Scott. Um, because the person that I wanted on the, was still on the board, and the person that Zach wanted was still on the board, and we thought it was going to be the same person. And I was I was surprised with your pick on this one, just because I liked uh, your being Zach. Yeah. Uh, just because I liked uh, Carl's pick in this better, but I also, if you s- literally if you swapped these two picks, I think that that's the right order, and this is where they should both go. So Zach ended up. Winning the trade war with Scott and traded Tyree Hill and three nine uh, for Scott's two seven, which Tyree Hill in a actual like an actual PPR league is. I mean he's he's streaky. He's streak. He's he he is very streaky. And that and coup- that coupled with the fact that I paid nothing for him last year, I got him off free agency, was the reason why I was willing to trade up and draft the guy that I drafted, which I drafted James Conner. Mm-hmm. I think Could his type of play year. is streaky. The, the last like four weeks, he was pretty consistent. Yeah, hitting yeah. double digits every week, and you know, exploding for a few. And you know, since week ten, he had a one single digit point week. Which for me, the for me, the way I was looking at it is because we can start a maximum of of three receivers a week right. in our league. So the way I was looking at it is with the other guys that I have on my team. Would I feel comfortable being like you are a plug and play flex spot on my team where I'm not going to question playing you every week? And the answer to that question was no. I, I would question week to week. Oh, is, is he going to have a down week? Is he going to have a good week? Because my starting two other receivers are Amari Cooper and Mike Evans. Those guys are locked and loaded starting every single week they can. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just it was this, the type of player that Tyreek Hill is, is why I was willing to trade him. And also, I am a big James Conner fan. Um, I love the spot. The pick he's was in. James Conner, by the way. Yep, which I mentioned earlier. Yep. Um, but I, I I like the player and the fact that he is on a team right now where he might could be, be the, the starter next back year. Next year. Yep. If if Bell goes, which I think that is a high chance that actually Bell leaves, because um, Pittsburgh is very stingy with their money, I think that Conner moves right into a starting role, and I think he does fantastic. I, I think that's very possible, especially next year when they're not going to have a quarterback. Uh, He's well, you be- mentioned something last week that I thought was really smart, and then possibly going after Cousins after the season. Which would be great if yeah. it happens. If it happens, it would be uh, fantastic. But no, James Conner could 100%. I, I think that James Conner is the starter next year, and Bell's on a different team. Mm. Yep. Uh, yeah. So this is a great great grab. Uh, with that said, the next pick, 
uh, might be the starter this year. So I really liked this one. Yeah. So with Another my first pick, that oh, I'm stole from me. Oh, I was so excited. I was making out two players falling to me. <laughs> Which, if you so, I had the with my first pick of the draft, I had two eight. Um, and you and got a starting running back. I got a starting running back. I got Joe Williams from the San Francisco 49ers, which I was he was the guy that from the mo- like from the moment the offseason started and like I started looking at people I was like I re- I think this guy could fall to me at 28. And I haven't exactly been shy about it even on the pa- podcast. Like I I love Joe Williams. I am very high on him. And so being able to get him at 28 and with all the news coming out of San Francisco like I could not have been happier with how that ended out. And he is definitely a Shanahan type player, as we discussed earlier. Yep. Uh, so he fits into that that new San Francisco offense very well in a place where they don't have a good quarterback. So they're going to be running the ball. I, I really like this pick. I, I like I said, I, I think that Williams. Reach. Just kidding. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, you, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm because <laughs> you wanted him. I wanted two more picks. Him and Mac. Yeah. <laughs> it, in my opinion, three running backs just went in a row, and this guy should have been the first one of the three. Uh, I, I agree with that. I yeah, like I all three. I, I I probably would go Williams, Connor. I would completely reverse it. Williams, Connor, Mac. Um, but uh, great pick. Yeah. Great. Well, I, I would say this is one of the steals of the draft, in my opinion. I I was just I was shocked at first when he made it to me after two six because the guy at two six is a 49ers fan. Chad is a 49ers fan. Yep. And so I was yeah. like, oh, he's gone. There's no way. I got no no shot. And then he picked Marlon Mack, and I'm like, oh, I've got a chance. And then you're like, oh, so we've got another chance. 49ers fan. Exactly. I was like, oh, Zach's totally going to get him. Oh, no. And then Chad comes in again. Yep. Is, was it a trade? Um, It was a trade. I think it was from last year. Yeah, that, that sounds right. I yeah, tried so trading his, into this pick. This is I, his third pick. Because this is a great round. grab. I gave up my second round last year to Chad to move up That's in the right. draft. That's what it is. Okay. Which, which With his pick with Curtis Samuel, I think is fantastic yeah also a great good value well yeah especially value like if you look at his team like what he did throughout this just the second round you got zay jones curtis samuel and marlon mack like and jordy and and jordy like wow like look out i tried so hard to trade jonathan stewart for this pick (laughs) (laughs) it was not happening while you were trying to trade jonathan stewart i was trying to get rid of jeremy hill and giovanni bernard for anything i could get and (laughs) nobody bit i was offering jonathan stewart and rob kelly for this pick i even offered both of them i believe at one point for this pick (laughs) and it did not happen (laughs) so and then 210 uh which great fall i mean this guy being available at this pick is i did not expect I 100% did not expect it, but none of us like the situation he's in, yep, right. including I, the person who drafted even, him. I didn't even really want him. I, this was uh, from the trade earlier where me and Shane essentially switched spots. Mm. And that's Elvin Kamara. He's just, I mean, guy is talented out the backfield. He's just playing with the Saints, and he's got to supplant Mark Ingram, who I think is going to be gone, and Adrian Peterson. And by the time he gets a shot at being the number one, who knows what could happen. I mean, when you look at, at how our draft went, nobody after him, I believe, should have been drafted before him. There might have been one person before him, and that's just the quarterback because we're not high in quarterbacks in this league, that, right. that should have been drafted after him. Really, I mean, value-wise, in most drafts, Kamara is going a lot sooner. He's, oh, he's, going he's early second. He's early second. Some places he's late first. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is he's high value at this at this position, but really, this is exactly where I think he should have gone. Yep. 
And it was just... I didn't even want him here, but I had to kind of take him. If I hadn't <laughs> traded with you and I was sitting in the spot, I would have made the same choice. There was... <laughs> I mean, I, I traded up uh, the next pick. Um, I traded my 3-4 and 5-10 to get 3-1 uh, and took Chris Godwin. Which who, I thought was a good move. Oh, who, yeah. Very good move. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you traded a, the last pick in the, in the draft, so a borderline free, rookie free agent. I traded Mr. Irrelevant. To move up three spots and Which, take a guy that you've been very high on for a long time. Yep. yep. Who, uh, he's going he's gonna to be the uh, number three guy in... Uh, in Tampa Bay right away, and could could move up the ranks if uh, if Jackson doesn't pan out, which it's Deshaun Jackson. He's going to play well. Right. But, I mean, Godwin could very well supplant him and move into the, the deep route, and, and Jackson moves to the slot, which either of those switching spots, which they could do in the offense a lot, could work well. Um, with that said, uh, like I was uh, saying, I wouldn't have taken him above Alvin Kamara just because of the value. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, t- giving up the 5'10 to move up three spots, this is... Definitely worth. I, I I liked it. I don't like any of the any of the guys that was taken after him more than I liked this guy. So right. I'm happy about it. Yep. Oh, good pick. Yep. Uh, three two ended up going uh, Jamal Williams. I really like that pick. I like it too. I, Possible fan. starting running back for the uh, for the Green Bay for Packers. Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. yep. I mean, solid. So inc- great value at three. It's amazing that we're still getting this great of value in the third round. This, this was a this deep year draft. Was a deep draft. This was a like incredibly deep draft. I, I think anybody in the third round would have easily gone in the second round last year. <laughs> right. Like I mean, even looking well, at something that's still coming up, like you're still getting solid value coming up. Like I felt good about my fourth round pick value wise. Even like this was a super deep draft, and I was very happy with it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to 3-3. Three, three. Hey, he was just holding it for a friend. He was just holding Man, it for a friend. For a friend. Uh, Deontay Foreman. Uh, <laughs> it, again, good value pick. Like say, yeah. He used I, to be Kmart Devontae Freeman. Now he's Walmart Devontae Freeman. But I've always he, liked this guy. He's still he good there. value. Yeah. Um, moving on and to, Lamar Miller, they're not high on Lamar Miller, so this could be really why, good value. Why is no one high on Lamar Miller? I don't know. I'm I still, like him. I'm still a fan of him, and I still think Houston likes him. Yeah. I mean, last but, year was kind of like Brock Osweiler's a quarterback. You focus on them, and they they were able to stack the box against Lamar Miller to prevent him from breaking out. And I think that this year they they're not going to do it as much because Watson, who I think is going to end up being the starter, will what? show that he can throw the ball. Unlike Osweiler, and right. I think if they cut back a few carries for Lamar Miller and let him rest up a little bit, I honestly think he'd do better than giving the full twenty twenty five carries a game. Mm-hmm. Um. Pick, moving on to Sam. Moving on to Sam. At we got a scrappy four. little gym rat here. We got a scrappy little gym rat uh, in. Where, where did he get this? Uh, this was from, from me. Shane. That's right. For the, this was the three, uh, four, five, ten. Three, four, five, ten. That's right. Yep. Yep. Um, for three, one. He picked Cooper Cup, uh, the number two guy in Los in- with the Rams. <laughs> with the other number two guys. I don't all five like other number twos. I, I, I like Cooper Cup. I don't like Cooper Cup at all. He's got, they are actually giving him pretty high praise yeah. right now. Oh, like, I'm sure they I are. I thought Cooper Cup was going to go in the second round. I, I, I think yeah, that, so I. that's fantastic. If he personally. went somewhere else, I might like him a little bit more. Uh, but he went like to, New England. He. <laughs> well, no, I, I I wouldn't because he's he's it would be the same situation in New England that it is in uh, in uh, where are they at? Los, uh, oh, Wales vagina? No, that's San Diego. <laughs> um, so uh, he's in the same situation here where there's so many players that have the same skill set as him on this team. How are you going to break out, especially when a bunch of them they've given a lot of money to? I mean, Tavon Austin is Cooper Cup, and Tavon Austin's making a lot more money than Cooper Cup, so they're going to start Tavon. Right. I mean, 
it, it, it I just I, I don't like Cup. I mean, it's good value here. He he's like you were saying, he's a second round pick in a lot of drafts. But man, I just don't like this player. The player or the situation? Both. Both. Okay. Both. Um, with pick three five, uh, Chad picked Donnell Pumphrey. Darren Sproles. Yeah, Darren Sproles yeah he's Sproles. He's going to replace Sproles in that offense. Yeah, Sproles is going to retire after this year. It's not a bad fit. Um, race with uh, three six picked Wayne Gullman, uh, running back for the Giants. Which I thought was a bit of a reach. I agreed. I, I thought there was better players on the board about, at that yeah. point. Right. Um, I think that's about where he would. I, I mean, we're getting to the late, mid to late round three, where you're just kind of picking who you like. Well, my problem with Gallman is that Perkins was taken last year uh, by the Giants. Gallman's not going to get that much time. I they've already given the job to Perkins tentatively, but they've already given it to him, saying, "Hey, you're going to be our number one guy this year." Yeah, right? I guess I'm still in the position that um, I don't think it's. I think it's easier for Perkins to lose the job than to be solidified long-term as a number one. And for me, it would have made the reason why I'm not as high on this pick is just because it, for me, Wayne Gallman is a, uh, is a depth pick. And I, I don't think he is depth on this team. I think he would have been depth on Sam's team who has Paul Perkins. I, I think Gallman is a handcuff guy and I think he should have been picked up by Sam, but that's doesn't matter at this point. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, with the next pick, uh, Shane, you were finally able to get rid of Jonathan Stewart. Oh, I was trying so hard to trade Jonathan Stewart during this draft. Uh, it's I've, I've been joking about it. I was Stewart is pretty much done in Carolina. I mm-hmm. mean, I, he I might be the starter start. this year. Yeah, but I he wasn't effective this this past season. Um, I mean, he had some good games, but he wasn't really effective. And they've they've got his replacement on the team. So I was kind of looking to the future. I didn't want Stewart. He's not even a spot start for me on my team right now. I think he is one of the maybe five top five most touchdown dependent running backs this year. Very much so. I think a lot his value will have to be either touchdown or bust. it's going to be bust. It's going to be a five to six points a week kind of thing. In my opinion, I, I wouldn't even if, – if I've got a running back on a bye, he's not the guy that I'm looking at. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, so with that said, I, I drafted uh, Jeremy B. Nichols, who is, as we spoke earlier, has already supplanted uh, Charles Sims in the first team uh, passing offense for Tampa Bay and is in a situation where they don't necessarily have a starting running back right now. So yeah. mm-hmm. I, I really like the value here. Yep, um, I, I like the trade. I, I, I think Johnson's for a third-round pick is phenomenal, to be honest. I think it's phenomenal for both sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the next pick went to Chad because him and I traded last year. I traded up in the draft last year to pick Carson Wentz. What is this, his like, sixth pick or something like that? Yeah, something he's crazy. had a lot of picks. Um, so he chose Carlos Henderson. Um, from it was kind of this year's like dynasty darling. darling. Like he's, yeah. I like him. He's yeah. solid. Denver, right? it's, it's a yeah. really solid yeah. pick. I mean, Denver wide receiver. Like, good situation. Good wide receiver. He could, he could supplant uh, uh, Sanders in that offense. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll see. Um, pick nine of the third round went to Scott, and he picked Bucky Hodges. Oh, man, I'm stretching so hard on this reach. <laughs> a little, little bit of reach. Yep. The, it was the a next, homer pick. It was a homer pick. Yeah. It was a homer pick. The he next draft- two tight ends that go, I think I'd grab him before Bucky Hodges, but hey, if you like him, He drafted him. a guy that fell in the NFL draft uh, a few rounds from where we yeah. thought we were, he yeah. was going to go, uh, and he he's behind who the guy that was the number two fantasy tight end in a bad year. Yes, but yep. had a solid season. I mean, yeah. it, it's it, this is a, this is a bit of a reach. I don't think Bucky Hodges is fantasy relevant ever. Yeah, we'll see. 
Um, three ten. Shane, you picked the quarterback. Yes, I took uh, Patrick Mahomes, who I am not big on. <laughs> uh, I don't like him, but he's in Kansas City. He is behind Alex Smith. Alex There's Smith is going to last yeah. long. I mean, I'm putting him on practice squad. I needed a third quarterback. We'll see. And in Andy Reid's offense, you don't have to be that good. Yeah. Right. You just got to be not bad. But who exactly. knows what this offense is turning into, though. That that My whole thing is this offense is going to look drastically different in the next two years. I mean, they have no wide receivers at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I still trust in Andy Reid. My I thought is that gonna be his system. Mahomes is, is a boomer bust kind of pick. Oh, absolutely. And the, the big thing is that everyone talks about how great of an army he has, even though he was in a system offense in college. Uh, so we'll we'll see uh, if if he pans out. Great. If not, it doesn't matter. I've got Kirk Cousins and Andrew Luck. They right. they they like his practice arm. We'll see how well that translates into the actual game. I agree. Yep. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the fourth fourth round. Uh, you picked sit. up this pick earlier, I think. Yep. yep. This was yep. for the pick for the number one overall. Yep. And you picked Jake Butt. Great yes, value. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. I Great value. Had he not torn his ACL in the bowl game this Number two year, tight end this year. He would have been the number two. I, even maybe the number one because of the fact that he has the, he has the more well-rounded skill set. But he's also going to a team that is going to use kind of a West Coast offense, short, intermediate passing game. And they need a tight end. And they end. need a tight end. You know, they drafted Jeff Howerman a couple years ago. Um, that didn't work out whatsoever. And Jake Butt is a supreme talent. This was my number four tight end uh, behind Najoku. Oh, if absolutely. I did not get Najoku, I was going to take Butt, and I was going to take him in the third round. Not amazing value. Yeah, this is great. This yeah. was a this was a great pick for you. I like it. The fact that it's tacked on to that pick for the number one overall, yeah. I think completely evened out that trade for me when it comes to value. So mm. I liked it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, pick number two. Kyle. I'm also a homer for Michigan. Right. The fair. Um, Kyle picked Adam Shaheen, tight end for the Chicago Bears. Not a bad pick. Good pick. Yeah. yeah. Pick. Not good. bad, not great. Just, pick. Yeah. I just It's the fourth round. It's, yeah. Right now it's value. I yeah. mean, this guy, this yeah. could be great value. I don't like him, but this could be great value. Which the fourth yeah. round was a lot of value, I think. A lot of value guys won and, the fourth. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so the conversation's going to go a little bit quicker now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, pick number three was Ardarius Stewart. Um, yeah. Meh. Yeah. Who does he play for? Isn't he the Jets? Is he Jets? He's a Jet. Yeah, he's a Jets wide receiver. I think that's why he wasn't on my list. Yep. <laughs> uh, Going on to me, I picked yep. Gerald Everett. Need a tight end. I liked his talent. Fourth they t- round. Let's give some stripe. And and he he's got good talent. He's mm-hmm. he's lower on my list just because uh, the St. Louis Rams. St. Louis uh, took a tight end last year. Yeah. Um, um, God, who did they take? I know I drafted him. I just can't remember who it was. Uh, oh, now I'm on the spot. I don't even remember. Uh, well, he should be on my team. I should remember. He's on my team. I should, I should remember. <laughs> Um, uh, but but no, this either is either way, yeah, either way, yeah. yeah. This is this is great value. Yep. I mean, it, right now it's it's like we said earlier, value. Yep. Uh, Race picked Deshaun Kaiser. Could be five. the starter. Yeah. Could be the starter. I hate him. He's my least favorite quarterback, but could be the starter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fourth round pick. Yeah. And then this pick made me mad. Ah, dude. I, I wanted this player. You and me both. I so think we both were pretty. I got about I got this, this one. pick because of a weird trade that I made earlier in the year, getting rid of Sam Bradford. It was a it was a weird trade. Well, at the time, Sam Bradford wasn't going to be the starter in Philadelphia and hadn't gone to the Vikings yet. And, and so, you were getting the starter in St. Louis. In St. Louis, kind of. Yeah. He, yeah, it was it was bad. But anyway, anyway, it, I turned it into Kenny Galladay, who receiver uh, for Detroit. Immediately, the number uh, three option in Detroit could very well be the number two. Uh, I think Golden Tate's still number one, but yep. 
but great value. Yeah. I mean, no, I, it's great pick. I wanted him. We all did. <laughs> um, next pick went to Scott, and he picked Dede Westbrook, um, another wide receiver out of Jacksonville. A lot of off the field issues, a lot of personality issues. I mean, but he, I know you won. Yeah. I am. He he won. Uh, Blitnikoff for best wide receiver mm-hmm. in college football last year. Right, uh, he is a little bit older. He's twenty five, I believe. Yep, he'll be twenty five during the season. Yep, and but I mean, he's got a skill set there that will translate on the field right away. Uh, I, I like him. I think he is going to be better than the number four receiver in Jacksonville. Uh, but that's what he is right now, though, yep, which is why he's at this spot. That's my issue with – that's been my whole issue with him. That and the fact that he's the number four receiver on the team and the fact that he's like 5'8", 157 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, he, he's, he's a tiny guy. Small guy. Yep. Um, now, the next pick made, uh, made Zach a little mad. Yep. This was uh, his fifth-round darling. extremely mad. This was my – this was my guy that I was hanging my hat on. So I traded back. I was at the 4-8. I traded back with Kyle. Um, and Kyle traded not our, uh, not our editor. Not our producer. Not our producer, <laughs> Kyle, but a different Kyle. Um, I traded back. I traded my 4-8 for his 5-2 and, a, and next year's and his next year's fifth-round pick. So a little bit of, you know, an extra draft pick next year. But he chose Malachi Dupree, um, which... Royally frustrated, Zach. Good. It still frustrates. It still frustrates me now. He's a guy on a team. Just, I want a quick like twenty second rant on this. Malachi Dupree was a very underutilized talent in LSU, and he got onto a team after the draft with the Green Bay Packers, who I'm sorry, best quarterback in the NFL, possibly. Mm -hmm. And you, you're telling me he's got a rookie wide receiver with super immense talent and upside. Give me, give him to me. He's on a team where I know that everyone loves, uh, is it Jones? James Jones? James Jones. Jones. Yeah. Everyone loves James Jones. I don't. I think behind... He's not there anymore. No, no. Devontae Adams? Adams. That's what I'm thinking of. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I've been drinking, guys, uh, since early. Um, So, (laughs) he's on a team where uh, I I don't see them having... They've got a number two guy. They don't have a true number three guy. Yeah, he could very well step up, and he could end up being that number two guy uh, behind um, Devont Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson, what memory's gone? One thing I like about his just situation is, dude, Green Bay does not play their free agency. Yeah, no, like, like they they draft and they will hold on to the wide receiver until they're like, yeah, you're really not good. For well, example, that, they still have Devontae Adams. <laughs> Jared Aberderis finally left the team after yep. this past well, year. So for example, Malachi Jones, has... who they signed uh, after they didn't re-sign him for a while, and yeah. they said, all right, well, we'll bring you back because you know that we know you can catch the ball from Aaron Rodgers. You're not great, but you can catch the ball every now and then. And then he became fantasy relevant again. Yep. Yep, with his touchdowns. So the second Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball, you're fantasy relevant. Yep. Right. Moving on to Zach with the 4-9. Which losing Malachi Dupree allowed me to get what I thought was a great value, and I think Fantastic everyone else agreed. Value, yeah. When I drafted Mitch Trubisky with the four nine, yep, yeah, it's future pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it, we'll, I, I we'll didn't see. need him, but compared to the guys who were left, best and we'll discuss available. after mm-hmm. he was by far the best player available. He fumbled three of his first five snaps under center this week, but you know, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> <He's learning. laughs> it's fine. 
Again, I don't need him. He was value. Yeah. And Shane. Uh, 410, I got... Uh, the guy I was actually like... Amara Darbo. Nobody even heard of. He is... Well, I'm a Michigan guy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really high on him. I saw him play last year at in Michigan, and he played very well. He's He can get up there and catch passes. And he could jump right into that number two, number three slot in Seattle. So I'm really happy with this value. I think I think that, uh, once again, I mean, fourth round, it's, it's all about... If you get production out of these players... You nailed it. I right. mean, and yeah. this really is a guy becomes, that you really, I, I could see getting production this season, and that's what I need. It really becomes just best player available. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or throwing guys, a dart at a wall. <laughs> right. If you start any of these guys, I mean, it's, it's kind of worth it. Right. Um, so next up, with the final round, uh, Sam chose Chad Williams. He's, he's in Arizona. We'll see how it Good goes. Good value. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Arizona seems to like him a lot, and he's apparently the successor to Larry Fitz. So we'll see. We'll uh, see. Five two. Uh, Colby's. Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan Switzer. Yep, I picked Ryan <laughs> Switzer with the pick that I got from Kyle. Um, yeah, Colby'sley two point We'll see if he even makes the rest. Yep, I, I traded my fifth round pick next year for five three and took uh, Janu Smith. He's a tight end. Uh, he's behind Delaney Walker, but Walker's you know thirty two, thirty three yeah, years old. Out. So hmm. I thought thought it'd be a good grab. Uh, with the 504, I took Josh Reynolds. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next pick. Uh, Chad, it broke Carl's heart. It did break my heart. And it, uh, So, Chad. Two chose, of the next three picks broke your heart. Yeah, just this one. <laughs> just this one, really. Um, Chad chose George Kittle, tight end from the San Francisco 49ers. There's been a lot of talk out of the Niners camp of him being the starting tight end there. And so he's going to get a lot of looks. He played decently well at Iowa. Iowa is mainly known for their blocking tight ends, but he I mean he knows how to get up and catch the ball. He's got great hands. I think that's an incredible value and I think that at some point this year he's probably going to be on Chad's starting lineup. Uh where where's he at? Uh San Francisco. He's in San Francisco. Oh yeah, very much so. I mean they, yeah, I mean Vance they don't McDonald's really have anybody there. No, Vance McDonald's really the only guy there and he's more of a blocker than a pass catcher even mm-hmm. though he is really fast. He's just a very, very raw route runner, mm-hmm. and he can't he can't get open. Right, and the Niners traded up to get him. So yeah, so that shows that a lot have... from Shanahan. Right. Um, all right, moving on. Next up, we've got D'Angelo Henderson drafted by Race. Who? Huh? I was about to say I was yep. going to ask what position, what team. I, I have no idea. <laughs> um, is this the... NFL? Yes, it is. Fun fact. <laughs> now um, we have a guy that makes me mad. <laughs> oh, not that he was drafted here, but the fact that he cut his hair so I couldn't say that it's the second coming of Clipboard Jesus. <laughs> uh, Scott chose C.J. Beathard, quarterback for the Fort San Francisco 49ers. And he winked at Carl the whole time. He he stared me dead in the eye when he typed him. <laughs> Iowa boys. Uh, and then a really good value because Carl at 5'8 took a guy going in the top 25 picks on most... Uh, uh, fantasy websites on most on, on fantasy pros, things like that. Th- this guy is going in the top 25. Um, I got Taewon Taylor from the Tennessee Titans. That's a lot of T's. Oh my God. That's <laughs> um, but his value got destroyed because of Eric Decker, understandably. Yes. But to get him at five, five, eight. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Can, can we start calling him T cube? T cubed. No, cause it would be T quad T to the power of four T quad T- Oh, T-Quad. Oh, T-quad. I like, I like T-Quad. T-Quad. Uh, so, Taewon Taylor. I completely forgot about him. <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a pick Very for next draft. year because Eric Decker is a one-year contract, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, Taylor could very well step up and be a good player. Mm-hmm. But the Titans also, my biggest worry with Corey Davis and Taewon Taylor, they don't have a good history of their uh, wide receiver draft picks being great players. But no. Tajay Sharp is 
Well, they've got alive. They've got a lot of receivers though. I mean, Eric Decker, Tajay Sharp, uh, Corey Davis. Who was the guy that we kept on forgetting that I forgot already? Richard, uh, right. Richard Matthews. Richard Matthews. I mean, they, they've got a they've, lot of guys. They've drafted right a lot of wide receivers, and it's just it. Most of them have not worked out yeah. to the extent that they that people believe they should have. Mm-hmm. So. And then Sam had the last two picks. Uh, he picked. Two guys he didn't even know who they were. Nope, um, he said. And one of them made me mad. <laughs> um, he picked Mac Hollins. Mac Hollins. Um, yeah. yeah. And then he picked a guy who actually could he took He took Tarek Cohen, who is a Chicago Bear running back. And I really wanted to grab him in free agency. He is going to back up uh, Jordan Howard. And God so knows Langford isn't. He is, he is a good handcuff. Uh, I I actually dropped Langford before this draft, thinking that I was going to get Cohen oh, either at five ten or in the free agency to get that handcuff. So that's our draft. That is our draft. Um, uh, I a lot I more would trades say than I expected. It was we had a lot of yeah, trades. A lot of there trades. A lot of trades. I'm a I'm a little biased. I think that I had the best draft. Um, <laughs> I think I had the best draft. I think Chad had the best draft. If, I, I, was, I was about to say, if I'm not, if I'm not being biased, I think Chad had the best draft. Can you go over Chad's um, picks again? Uh, like, who? He, just who he got. Jordan. He got Jordy. He got Marlon Mack. Um, uh, Zay Jones, Curtis Samuel, uh, Donnell Pumphrey. That Zay Jones, Carlos Curtis Anderson. Samuel combination is, is the part that makes me go, oh, like, that's yeah. so good. Yep. I do like that. Unbiased opinion, I will say Chad had the best draft. Yep. And after two... My own horn, but Corey Davis and Mike Williams. In the first yeah, round. I don't know. You're, you're <laughs> receiving, if those two pan out, your receiving core is definitely nothing to mess with for the next five, ten years. Uh, in in my opinion, my the reason why I really like my draft is that I did my own rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And other than uh, the guy I took in the fifth round, all, all my top four round picks, uh, which I think I took six players in the top four rounds, were all in my top 25 players. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I was... I, I was super happy with yeah. this draft. I think yeah. this is a deep draft. Um, I mean, not all of the players taken are going to pan out. I can be super happy with the fourth round pick, but to I mean, be honest, like even even ten percent of the players panning out would be good. If half the first round pans out, yeah, I'd be pretty surprised. I'm not going to lie to you, right? <laughs> and that's that just goes to show you. I mean, it's it's all it's definitely something where you do have to kind of study and you know look at guys and not just look at the rankings. But at the same time, it's still throwing a dart on the wall in the first round. Very much so. Uh, so that that was our draft. Uh, once again, this is the end. Not the end. This is the... Trivia. We don't have any no, That's not what I... I got it. Yeah, oh, that's... Got it. Uh, oh. <laughs> like what, this rewind. Is, this is the end of our real in-depth Dynasty coverage. Uh, we're going to be slipping into uh, redraft leagues next week. Our next time we get on the mics. Which I think we may even be doing a redraft. We are going to be doing draft. a redraft next time. Uh, <laughs> that is how we're starting this out. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, with that said, we're heading over to uh, not Zach's trivia corner. That one's looking really dusty and cobwebbed. Uh, we've got Chris's trivia corner, which is shiny and new. Let's see how this goes. Fresh and clean. Pretty simple question. Uh, I guess not a simple question, but just a one question, one answer type deal. Among his many records, Jerry Rice has the most catches after turning 40 with 161. Who is second with one? <laughs> what? <laughs> is it, oh, oh, is it Joey Galloway? It is not. Oh. 
Tim Brown. Nope. No. Um, wow, this is, I like this question. Uh, oh, I, this was uh, an older question, so I, I'll have to double-check some of the names you guys throw out. It's a wide receiver, though, right? It's not a tight end? I cannot tell you that. Is it Chris oh, it's, Carter? No, it's totally... It's, <laughs> it's a tight end. Oh, no, it's not. It's, um... It, it's... Uh, is it Brett Favre? It is Brett Favre! <laughs> thrown to by none other than Randy Moss. I knew it! I never would have gotten that... Not, not, you could have given wow. me a hundred, you could give me a hundred. Good on you, Carl, for getting that question. <laughs> Just the, if, if there was a camera in here, you could see the moment the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh my God. Quarterback, Randy Moss. Receiver, Brett Favre. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, it looks like the Gatorade has been drank. Uh, looks like the ibuprofen tablets have been taken. Uh, in my regards, I am drinking more beer. Uh, and that is the end of your fantasy ha- Oh, Carl's shirt is off. That is the end of your fantasy <laughs> right. hangover. Apparently we're going to get weird. Deuces. See you guys. <laughs> Bye.